children of Israel got restless and they wanted a king. They looked over and saw everybody else had a king. They wanted a king. And so they go to Samuel and they tell Samuel, hey, give us a king like everybody else. We want a king like everybody else. And Samuel gets in his feelings, as we often do. We, we can get in our feelings. We, we, can, we can relate to Samuel. We, we can relate to how it feels when, when all of a sudden folk don't want you no more. I should have got better amen. Yeah. We can relate. We can relate. We can relate if you're a parent. You if, if you have children, you can relate. Uh, to that time when, when, you, when you mama was the apple of little Johnny and little Sally's eyes, you messed around, took them to school that first time, and they got there, and they didn't want you to kiss them goodbye. They wanted to walk off and do their own. You can relate to that. And so Samuel, Samuel is Israel's, he's Israel's priest. He's Israel's high priest. And every time there was something needed of God, they would come to him to ask, to require, to inquire. And Samuel would speak and Samuel would, would let them know that thus says the Lord. And so all of a sudden they want this king. Uh, Samuel gets beside himself. He begins to complain. God says, give them what they want. Uh, they're, gonna, they're going to experience some stuff that they never experienced before. And Saul becomes Israel's first king. King Saul becomes Israel's first king. And when you read that, as I, as I just kind of power through this real quick, as you read about Saul, the Bible says that Saul was of a good countenance. He was handsome. He was tall. Uh, he, was, he was what you call tall, tall, dark, and handsome. He, he had all the features that a king would have. And so they anoint him king. Put it right here. Yeah, come on, come on. Thank you, thank you. They anoint him king. Thank you, thank you. I'm not used to holding it. Good. They, they anoint him king and, and, and Saul goes out and he's, he's, he's doing a pretty good job at first. In fact, he does such a wonderful job that God kind of gives him accolades. And, and, and what he does, he begins to try to take matters in his own hands. A lot of times we feel like God needs us. the time we feel like God needs us we, 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 we feel like we're here to help God out one of the things one of the things can y'all hear me if I take this off the people the people online can't hear me they can't hear me And I want you to kill everything, destroy, totally annihilate everything Amalekite, including the Amalekite king Agag, all the women, all the children, all the fish, all the shrimp, all the cattle, all the kill everything. 
And the Bible says Samuel gets there, and then all of a sudden, you know, he's he the folks begin to sing his songs. You know, he got he got his own song that he marches to, and all of a sudden, Samuel feels like I, I mean, Saul feels like I can help God, and so he goes. He, they, they they go to the Amalekite camp. They destroy everything but Agag the king, and they they pick out some sheep and some some cattle and some goats, and they take them back. And the Bible says that the Bible says that that God tells Samuel that Saul has betrayed me. Saul has turned his back on me. Saul has disobeyed me. And Samuel goes to see Saul, and when he goes to see Saul, Saul runs out to meet him. Hey, preacher, how you doing? He said, I've done everything that the Lord has told me to do. And Samuel says, well, what is this bleeding of sheep I hear? Why do you have these sheep, these cows, these cattle? And look at what Saul says. Saul says, well, I figured I would keep back the best ones. He took it upon himself to pick out what the best ones were. And see, when I first taught this, we talked about, we got on that, we got on that bandwagon about how God looks at the heart. Man looks at the outer appearance. And we said that concerning Eliab, Jesse's oldest son. But we also see it when Saul takes the, uh, uh, um, uh, whatever you want to call it, Saul, Saul takes it upon himself to pick out what he thought was the best sheep. It, it just runs through us. We want to pick out who we think are the best group of friends, who we think, who we think are the best this and the best that. And so Saul chooses wrong. And the Bible says that Samuel, Samuel, and it's interesting here because the Bible says that Samuel kills Agag in front of all of them. The preacher. The preacher killed everybody. <laughs> he, killed, he, killed, he killed Agag. He kills the, the, the animals that, that Saul. He, killed, he destroys it all in front of the people. And then God turns his back on Saul. He rejects him. That's where we are in our text today. Verse 11, chapter 16, verse 7. God rejects Saul. And he tells Samuel, he says, he says, stop mourning, quit weeping, quit crying. He said, I need you to get up, go down to Bethlehem, to Jesse's house. And there you will find my king. The people picked out Saul, but I'm going to pick out the next king. And so in verse 11, verse 11, uh, we've already read this. We'll just kind of pick it up. It says, and Samuel said, uh, well, let's, let's, let's start at 10. Again, Jesse made, well, no, I don't want to do that one either. Um, man, it's way back up in there. Okay. Well, let, 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 let's talk about this. So he gets there. Do y'all remember any of this? Um, okay. Okay. And so, okay, well, let me see how much y'all remember. So what happens when he gets to Jesse's house? See how much y'all, don't get quiet now. I said, y'all remember this? Yeah, yeah, yeah. What happened? Saul, when Samuel gets to Jesse's house, what happens? Well, I mean, that's when he was uh, trying to choose a, a king. Okay, but what happens? Well, he, was, he rejected all the ones that was initially there. Okay. You know, so it's ultimately... Who rejected? Um, Samuel did. No. God, no. Well, God did. God did. God was given... Right. Yeah, yeah. 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 And he said, go get, to make sure Jesse and his boys come. Okay, he 
got you. Okay, you brought up speed. I want to add something to the fact that they were they were they were concerned when they saw Samuel coming. Right. One of the reasons that they were concerned when they saw Samuel coming is because they knew that Samuel served as priest under Saul. And they knew that Saul was not going to send the priest. They wasn't, the priest wasn't going to come and Saul sent him. But here comes the priest. Here's another reason that I read today why they were afraid when they saw Samuel. Samuel had just killed Agag. He, he, he had just killed Agag in front of everybody. Now he shows up in Bethlehem. There's a whole lot of wonder and worry going on. Yes. And so when Jacob, you know, when Jacob was left, left Laban, mm -hmm. and he told Laban, he said, I'll take all the calves that you don't want, yeah. the spotted ones, yeah. but the ones that he took with the spotted ones, God called them to be the better ones. The better ones. Laban thought he had the better yeah. ones, but he didn't. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> let God choose. Mm -hmm. yeah. let, God, let God choose your job, your friends. Mm -hmm. Let God choose. Yeah. Where your husband, Amen. where you're going to live, let God choose. And see what it work out better. Oh, now watch this now. When you let God choose, it may not look cute to you on the outside. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if, I mean, if if stuff like if, if stuff like teeth matter. Oh, yeah. <laughs> see y'all. Wait a minute, I know how to get a friend. But let God because. Because God looks, God, God sees the character. Right? If, 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 if location matters, let God lead. Let God choose. Amen. Yeah. And so, so, so watch this now. So Samuel, Samuel gets there. Samuel sees Eliab. He sees all seven of the boys come through. And nothing happens. Here's the first point if you're taking notes online in person. First point. Samuel had a problem. Guess what his problem was? His problem was this. God told Samuel, go down to Jesse's house. My king is in Jesse's house. And Samuel, and, and God had pointed it out to him. That was the problem. He went to Jesse's house. God said, my king, Israel's next king, my king, is in Jesse's house. Go get the king. I want you to go and the king. And Samuel goes there. And he brings Eliab and all of the rest of the boys, all seven sons of Jesse, all seven brothers of David before Samuel, and God does not speak. That's a problem. Right? It's a problem, first of all, because Samuel, watch this, Samuel knew God. So it, when, when we when we when we're when we're waiting for God to move, there are three things that we need that we need to have in place. First thing is that you got to know God for yourself. You got to know God. Samuel knew God. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna tell you. I'm gonna tell you how, how I know he know how I know how do I, how I know he knew God is because the Bible says that right after his mama weaned him, his mama took him to the temple and dropped him off. Amen. And so his mama. Hananiah did not raise him. Samuel was raised in the temple by the priest Eli. And so, and so he got up in church. He went to bed in church. He ate breakfast, lunch, and dinner 
to get to where we know God. We got to spend so much time with him that we know him. The second thing is this. Not only did Samuel know God, but Samuel knew God's voice. He knew his voice. And the Bible teaches us that on that, on that occasion where his mama, Hananiah, drops him off at the temple and she leaves and she only sees her son whom she cried and prayed for. She only sees him once a year. From the time he was about five years old, she only sees him once a year when she comes back to the temple to sacrifice. And so he's there. And after a short time of being there, the Bible, the, the Bible dictates, the Bible shows us that there was one night that Samuel is asleep. And he hears his name called. He gets up, he goes, and he wakes up Eli. Hey, hey, you call me? Eli said, no, I didn't call you. Go back to bed. Don't you see him sleep? All my other sons sleep. Why you got me messing? Go back to bed. Goes back, he lays down, he falls asleep again, he hears his name again. He gets up, he runs, wakes up Eli. Eli said, I told you I didn't call you. You knew I should have sent you back home with your mom. <laughs> Something about you. Go back, go to bed. You know, you know your child was your child was young, you put him in the bed. You go back there and get him a good sleep. He goes back, he lays down again and falls asleep. Hears his name again. Gets up, goes back, wakes up Eli. Eli said, listen, if you hear your name call again, say yes, Lord. Yeah, I am. And the next time God calls his name, Samuel hears the voice of God. And he listens. And so not only do we have to know God, we got to get to where we hear and recognize his voice. He recognizes his voice. If I, want, if, I want to, if I want to take the choices of God, if I want to follow what God chooses, I got to know God. I got to know his voice. And then watch this. I got to also know that God's word is true. I got to know that God does not lie. God told Samuel, go to Jesse's house. My king is in Jesse's house. And when Samuel got there, listen, let me help y'all. If, you know if you know God, now don't nobody know that you know God but you and God. If you know God, and if you know his voice, and if you know God has promised you something, and it has not happened yet, it means that God is still in control. Now, you don't give up. You wait on him. He, 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 he hears his voice. He knows his voice. He knew, he knew God's word to be true. And so he knew that there had to be something else. And so he asked the question, is there yet another? Let me ask you something. What 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 who who gets so who gets who gets the who gets the who gets the birthright? The firstborn? The first huh? The oldest boy? The oldest boy. So the oldest boy gets the family birthright, the blessing. What does the second one get? If, if there's anything left, the second. <laughs> Which number was David? David was number eight. He probably wasn't getting nothing. Somebody said very much. He wasn't getting nothing. And watch this. David, David knew this.
realized he wasn't going to get it. Y'all going to get this on the way home. But he took pleasure in taking care. He took pleasure of taking care of his, of not just somebody else's sheep. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He, he was not, he was not in line to get anything. He found pleasure taking care of his daddy's sheep. Say, say, say again. Like yeah. Jesus. If we, if we, first of all, and look, look, first of all, if we can ever get to the point that we realize that we really don't deserve nothing. And, and, and can make our way, can find our way to the point that whatever job that my father gives me, I'm going to take pleasure in it. God, God, Lord Jesus. Just, I'm grateful for whatever because I'm the last in line. Y'all, 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 y'all. I, I wasn't supposed to get anything. But daddy going to let me keep and watch over his sheep. There's a story in the Bible. There's a woman that comes to Jesus. She's begging. Please, my daughter, my daughter, my daughter. And the disciples say to her, leave him alone. Jesus says that it's not meant, the, the bread is not meant for the dogs. And, later, and the lady said, yeah, Lord, I know, I know. I know the dogs don't deserve anything. She said, but even the dogs can get a crumb from the master's table. Yeah, David realized he's number eight. He gets nothing, but he, he has to take pleasure. It, 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 I found this out, and we learn to take pleasure in the small things. It'll change our heart. If we learn to take pleasure in feeding the, 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 the homeless, the hungry, we learn to play, if, 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 we, if, we don't, if we don't need a title, just gonna do it because it's it's the Lord's sheep. So David, David is David's David. I done jumped all ahead of myself and I said I'm gonna stick with these notes. So David, David, let me let me make it big where I can see. So David, David, David is number eight in line. And watch this, y'all. The fact that he, the fact that his daddy did not even summon him to come shows that there was a low regard to who he was in the family. We talk about King David, don't we? King David, King David. But don't y'all remember that he was last? And this, this is how this thing works. We, we, in, in, in last week's lesson, we, we said it, they, they said it wrong. They thought, they thought that they, they had the dinner and then they had service. But no, they do just like we do. They had, they, they had the sacrifice. Jesse get, uh, Samuel gets there. And he sacrifices the cow. He sacrifices the heifer. Not the heifer, but the heifer. Sacrifice, you got to say it right. The heifer. <laughs> y'all all need Jesus. He sacrifices the heifer. And, and after they do the sacrifice, now they, they have dinner. They have a celebration. It's in between the second, and watch this. Jesse 
and his family partake. Jesse and his seven boys evidently partake in the sacrifice. But one didn't. David. He's out there with the sheep. And so by the time they called David in, now is at the time where there's eating dinner and Jesse begins, Samuel begins to look at Jesse's boys. And David gets called in last. Can you imagine he gets there and he walks in? Everybody in there? What is this? <laughs> what is this? He he gets there. He he gets there. And 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 as soon as but but the fact that his daddy didn't even call him. Y'all, 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 I'm trying to help y'all understand this. It's not that his daddy called him last. He didn't call him at all. It ain't that he called him last. He wasn't even planning on calling him at all. What you say, Reverend Betty? He, he had to be asked. Forgotten about. Left out. Like Joseph. Cast away. Like us. We, 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 there, there's this thing. There's this thing about being first. We, we want to be first. Don't we? Won't be first. You want me last? I mean, do you ever want to be last? <laughs> yeah, yeah, Alvin. But 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 deep down on this side, I won't be first. I won't be first to get the first PPP. PPP, the PPP loan, whatever it is. I'll be first. I want to be the first one to get the paycheck. I want to be, be the first one. I want to be the first one to meet Stacy Abrams once she's governor. We want to be first. But the Bible clearly tells us that they which are last, God have mercy, shall be first. Those that are first shall be last. And when Jesus says this over in Matthew, Matthew 20, when Jesus says this, the first shall be last and the last shall be first, it's in the midst of an argument about who's going to be first. And so David is last. Not, not, only, not only is he last, he like, he, he really was left out. Who am I talking to? Talking to some folk that sometimes are left out. You left out of the promotion. You left out of the raise. You left out of this. You left out of that. Don't worry because God sees you. You left out the family. You just keep. You just keep. You just keep caring for the sheep. This this word care is deeper than what we make it. When my mother. When mother was, 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 was dying, in the process of dying, me and my siblings were there around the clock. And I remember, I remember the frustration of realizing that somebody needed to be there with her around the clock. Because her, husband was, her husband's help wasn't really the best. And so we didn't know if he was going to be able to maneuver and do that. And so me, my sister, my brother, we were trying to figure out how we're going to be there around the clock. 
And so finally we just figured out, okay, you come on this day, I'll come on this way. This day you come on another day. And we, we worked it out like that. But when we say around the clock, it was around the clock taking care. And when you take care like that, you make sure they eat right. You make sure they're clothed, they're bathed, they're everything that they need. That's, that's what this care is. This, this, this ain't care to just show up Monday through Friday. From from eight from 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 seven a.m. to two three p.m. This, this cares around the clock, and that's what David was doing, and that's what God sees. Right? He that's what he's looking for when he's getting ready to choose, looking looking beyond beyond the surface, beyond the surface, beyond beyond sir. And so David David is the last. He's the last of the eight boys. He had no birthright. But y'all, how many of y'all know eight is the number of new beginnings? <laughs> he, had, he, had no, he had no physical birthright. But the fact he was eight mean that God was going start to start his life over. Going to start his life over. David, David, by, watch this now, by all, my second point, by all outward appearances, David's seven brothers looked more like a king than he did. When he walks in, when, when, they, when they walk in, all seven of them looked like a king. Yes, ma'am. Pastor, that, that was a very good or interesting point in the story because that's how the people showed Saul was yes. the king based off appearance. Yes. appearance. Yes. And God turned right back around and marched all seven of those boys that everybody else would say would yes. be the next king. And then he let them know, no, I hadn't chose any of those. Yeah. And the statement that he made earlier, saying that man looks at the outside, outside. Yeah. and God looks at the inside, he had to save David for last. Yeah. <laughs> so that they wouldn't be trying to go back later yeah. to pick one of those other boys. Yeah, that's a good point. <laughs> Sometimes you got to be saved for last. Ooh, yeah. Ooh. Yeah. Ooh. somebody need to tweet that. <laughs> <laughs> You gotta be saved for last. You gotta be last. Yeah. Hey, I need to write that on your mirror in the morning with red lipstick. I gotta be last. Yeah. He was last. 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 And when they came in, they looked apart. The Y'all, I got news for you. God ain't looking for folk that looked apart. He's not looking for people that look the part because there's a whole lot of folk that look the part. I mean, I mean, how many of y'all go to a doctor because he looked like a doctor? <laughs> On the flip side, I mean, y'all, y'all sitting there and one walk in don't look like a doctor. You're like, oh, I'm in the wrong place. Because, because we're drawn our, our that, that, that sermon that my wife loves so much, we're, our physical eyes, that one good eye, we gotta have that that spiritual eye that looks beyond the outer and 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 see and see what and see what's going on see what's going on i need i need just hold this with me cuz i'm sticking to it tonight i'm doing good yeah yeah they 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 all of them look more like a king than david did however as unlikely as he was david was the one you don't have the degree you don't have the you don't have the right pedigree you ain't, 
You don't, got, you don't have to write this. You don't have to write that. But God, but you, but God, you, you got the, you, you write for God. You write for God. I'm gonna tell you. I'm gonna tell you. Watch this. David was a, and so, and so, everything, everything that you have, physically, really doesn't matter. David was a shepherd. We talked about. They was caring for a man. She. David was a shepherd, but there were a lot of shepherds in the land. That didn't make him any different because he was a shepherd. David was a good-looking young man, but so were a lot of a lot, whole lot of other folk. You ain't the only one that's cute. Go back and look at your high school yearbook. You ain't the only one. You don't want you ain't, you ain't the only one cute. Cause there's a whole lot of other folk cuter than you. David was young, but there were plenty other young men. None of those were qualifying for God. The thing that made, my third point, the thing that made David special is this. He was a man after God's own heart. That's what made him special. God chose him because he was a man after God's own heart. And he was a little ruddy shepherd boy. But even as a little ruddy shepherd boy, God looked past his flesh and saw his, his heart. Yes, ma'am. No, I was just going to say, I was thinking that God, he never really chose the first. I mean, if you think about it, all the way back to Adam and uh, Adam and Eve. I mean, uh -huh. Cain wasn't chosen, yep. but Abel was. Yep. Uh, uh, Isaac, I mean, uh, Ishmael yeah. wasn't chosen. Isaac was. But Isaac was. Yeah. And then we Esau at, wasn't chosen. Yeah. Jacob but was. Jacob was. Same way Reuben wasn't chosen. Yeah. But Joseph, Joseph was. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. It's, never, it's never the first. Yeah. Hardly ever, I'll yeah. say. We always want to be the first. And Jesus said, I remember, you got to be the least of these. That's right. I, I, remember, I remember as a little kid, man, I about got kicked out of nursery school because I wanted to be the first. That's right. right. <laughs> nursery school. I used, to break in, I used to break in front of people at the line, the water line. Not even because I like, I don't even like water. <laughs> but, I, but I want to be first. <laughs> it's just in us to be first. But, but the first shall be last. And the last shall be first. Uh, so you got to ask the question, where does David get this 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 heart, it's a man after God's own heart. Where 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 do I if I'm if I want to follow God's choices? Where do I where do I get this heart? You know, told me I got to know God. I got to know His voice. I got to know the truth in His word. Where do I get this heart after God's own heart? Where does David where does where does David develop this heart after God's own heart? I would say it had to develop when he was born. Okay, when he was born. Okay. 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 Somebody else. What, what is, what, how, how, does he, how does he develop this heart after God's own heart? He was a young man. He was born. Huh? He was humble. I he mean, humble. his job was humbling because it was kind of a lowly job. Okay. And he took pride in that. So, what happens when you got a lowly job? Ain't nobody but you and the sheep. What happened? You talk to God. <laughs> Somebody said you talk to the sheep. <laughs> if, you, if the sheep talk back to you, we got special rooms. <laughs> <laughs> I always 
is a mind up. Okay. This is what I want to do or this is how I'm going to do it. Okay. Okay. And I and I even take that back to when Joseph, when his brothers went did everything they did. Okay. He had if his mindset would have been like my mindset, it would be fighting yeah. all the time. Okay. Because my mind y'all are looking like so that. Yeah, Spend time with him. Yes, ma'am. Because he was number eight, he had seven examples of what not to do. Sometimes it worked. Scripture, you can 
you can, you can fact find me on this. Nowhere in scripture does David ever mention his father Jesse. Nowhere in scripture does he ever mention his father. I guess he's going to forget me out there in the, the field. But no, nowhere in, in, in scripture does David ever mention his father, Jesse. But on two occasions, he mentions his mother. And, and the Bible never tells us who David's mother is. But on two occasions, in Psalm, in Psalm you can write this down, in Psalm 86 and 16. Psalm 86 and 16. And in Psalm 116 and 16. In Psalm 86 and 16. And Psalm 116 and 16. David says, he makes reference to his mother. He refers to his mother by saying this. A maidservant of our Lord. He calls his mother a maidservant of our Lord. But why do you think that is that he doesn't ever mention? Why never mention his father? Says yeah. <sighs> the walker, I don't know. I don't know. But if he mentions his mother as a maidservant of the Lord and he never mentions his father, and he develops his heart after God's own heart. Yeah. Very, very possible that his mother told him about Jesus, told him about God. His mother was the one that connected him. Now, we don't have any, we don't have any proof of that, but he never mentions his father. And he mentions his mother two times. He becomes the second king of Israel. Yes, ma'am. Is that because of the way the dad treated him? Like I don't know. Like I don't know. But, we've been, but we have been talking about this from that mindset. Is, is, it, is it because he was ostracized, kicked out, wasn't taught, wasn't it? Is, is it because? Is it because, is it, maybe the, is it because maybe the mother was more nurturing than the father, which we find oftentimes in the text? Mm -hmm. well, that's why Robert Sosa wrote that when your father and your mother forsake you, then the Lord will take yes. you. Yes. Yeah, that's song. Yes, ma'am. Maybe, maybe there's a mother in your voice. Ooh. No. We don't know. <laughs> very, very possible. We don't know. We don't know. That's good. Yeah. I think it's good news to know that even if you have a parent that, that does treat you last, even if you have you know, a severed relationship with a parent, that God will still favor you. Still will. Yeah. And, and I think even with that, Kim, is, is, I think is, is reassuring to know, not, ju not just that God will favor you, but oftentimes he's setting you up to be favored. He's allowing, he's allowing this so that you can be favored. Because once he favors me, after I've been through all of this, it's going to be more precious. Let's keep going, let's keep going, let's keep going. Oh, 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 oh. And so watch this. God's choice of David. It points out several things. Points out points out three things to us. God's choice. It, it, this 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 right about what what uh, Sister Kim talking about. God's choice of David points out three things. First thing it points out is that we don't have to quit our jobs and enter into full time ministry to be people after God's own heart. I ain't gotta I ain't gotta quit my job and then I ain't gotta do I ain't gotta I ain't gotta I ain't gotta uh 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 uh, uh be broke. To be people after God's own heart. I don't have to, I don't have the issue of vow of poverty. 
My wife used to think that we issued a vow of poverty. <laughs> I don't have to. I don't have to. I don't have to. I don't have to quit my my full time job and enter into full time ministry to be a person after God's own heart. Number two, I don't need to be famous, a proeminent. I'm sorry, proeminent, a prominent to be a person after God's own heart. And then my last one, coming, this is straight from the text. We don't need to be respected or even liked to be a person after God's own heart. All three of those were David. David kept his, day, he kept his daytime job. He was a shepherd. And he was still a, a, a man after God's own heart. David didn't have to be famous or, or prominent. Matter of fact, they forgot about him. They left him. Didn't care if he was there or not. I can imagine that when, 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 when Jesse called for him, he probably called for him with a, with a great big sigh of, 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 of whatever. Just, ah, don't want to call David. Yeah. You done, you done, you done, you done forgot, you done de denied the rest of my boys. I'm sure you're going to deny David too. Go on and call David. Huh? Yeah, he's just going. He's just going back out there. Yeah. Doesn't have to be prominent. Don't have to be famous. Last one. He does not have to be. He does not have to be respected or even liked to be a person after God's own heart. You don't have to have a title in the church to be a person after God's own heart. The folk don't have to like you. Don't have to speak to you. Don't have to. Don't have to. Don't have to come see about you. You can still be a person after God's own heart. That's what, David's, that's what David being chose says to us. I don't have to have any of these things that man say I need to acquire right. in order to be a person after God's own heart. I just need to spend some time with God. I just need to have some people in my life that have poured into me the word of God. And I'll trust him based upon that. I, don't, I ain't got to be liked. And so Samuel when God, when God says to Samuel, that's him, Samuel anoints him. And he anoints him out behind the barn, don't he? He anoints him in front of everybody. He, he took the horn of oil and anointed him. Now, let me say this. I said this today. We say we want to be anointed with the oil. And that's a good thing. But anointed with the oil ain't what I do when I bring my, when I get my preacher to bring my oil and I rub your head. That's smearing. Anointing. Anointing means that your wig, your hair gonna get messed up. Anointing means that your suit gonna get messed up. Because when you anoint, when they would anoint, the person would bow down. And that's why he uses a horn. He don't take an oil and then dip his finger in the oil and rub it on his head. In front of all seven of his brothers and his dad and everybody else, he takes that oil and he pours it on David's head. And it runs down his hair, into his face, down his clothes. And they watch. 
That, that's, that's anointing. Now, now, now watch this now. Watch this now. The anointing, right, let, let, me, let me read it. Let me read it how I wrote it. Let me read how I wrote it. Uh, 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 um. the, the anointing, uh, the re real anointing happened when, when the Holy Spirit comes upon David. The real anointing. Y'all say real anointing. real anointing. The real anointing happens when the Holy Spirit came upon David. The oil on the head was just a sign of what had happened on the inside. Get this now. The oil don't do anything but show that there's something going on on the inside. Therefore, I can anoint folk and nothing going on on the inside. But if something is going on on the inside and there's anointing with oil, the next thing that happens to David happens to you. You keep reading the Bible say, and the Spirit of the Lord, help me Holy Ghost, got him out of here, came upon him. And so everybody's standing around and they see this. And this is interesting. Nobody knows why Samuel is there other than Samuel and God. God, God, ain't nobody, ain't nobody said that Samuel's here anointing the new king. Tell me why. Because Saul did not send him. Saul, Saul the king. Ain't nobody, ain't nobody said to Jesse or anybody, ooh, Samuel's in town. He's anointing the new king. Tell me why. Why would well, I? Everybody what? show up trying to get anointed. Everybody was showing up, yeah. Come on, y'all think about that. Talking about high treason. The king could the king could have had everybody annihilated. And so the only person that knew that David was being anointed king of Israel, while a king was still on the throne, was God and Samuel. David didn't even know. The best his brothers could figure out is that the high priest came to town and laid hands on my baby brother. That little ragged sheep smelling rascal. I, I remember last week we were in the uh, Cantata and it was funny little kids talking about smell like sheep poop. <laughs> sheep poop. <laughs> yeah. And so, and so, and so, and so, and so all they knew is that the priest came, something, and later on you're going to read, you're going to read later on that, that the oldest brother has a problem with Samuel because he figures that Samuel don't know what he's doing in the first place. So he 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 they they are anointing they they are they, uh, Samuel anoints him. Is the 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 thing to the illustration is this? I tell I tell uh, I tell baptism candidates that baptism does not save you. It does not save you. And and, and I hope I hope we know that being baptized does not save us. Baptism is an outward show. To everybody else that in my heart I have accepted Jesus Christ as my Savior. And since you can't see my heart, I'm going to be baptized because God told me to be baptized. Alright? By immersion. And so it's, it's a symbol that, that helps us to, to understand that something has taken place on the inside. And verse 14 says, the spirit of the Lord departed from Saul. Somebody read verse 14. See if, I can, see if I can trouble you for a minute. 
The Spirit of God comes upon David, right? The Spirit of God comes upon David, but the Spirit of the Lord departed from Saul. Read verse 14, somebody. Departed from Saul and a distressing spirit. In some versions, it calls it an evil spirit. Yeah. It terrorized, it tormented him. And so the question has to be asked, it was asked today. The question has to be asked if God is God, why does God send a, dis a, a, a distressing evil spirit to trouble Saul or anyone for that nature? If, if God is God. I'm 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 gonna help you, and, and so and so, this is what happens. This this is what happens. There there are two ways or two times uh, that 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 God. Uh, that, let me see. Let me say it the way I wrote. There are two ways, two times that God sends something. There are two ways, ten, two times, two ways or two times that God sends something. Carol, you can just pass. Two ways or two times. One is. One is he uh, um, 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 he 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 actively does it. Is it E? They don't put an E. That's not like right. He actively does it. Actively to actively do something to actively do something means that you you cause something to happen. You make it happen. Actively. The other is passive. It's two ways that God that God causes. It's two ways that God causes stuff to happen, allows stuff to happen, or does or sends stuff on us. Two ways. I'm, I'm gonna say it like that. Two ways that God sends stuff. He sends something, either actively or passively. Actively means He causes it to happen. Passive means He allows it to happen. Actively, actively, God actively does it. He makes it happen. Passively, he removes his hand and allows it to happen. And that's what he does with Saul. Because up until now, the hand of God rested on Saul. But actively, God caused it. But when Saul disobeyed God, God removes his hand and passively, Rejects. He allows it to happen. Yes, ma'am. Yeah. Reprobate mind. Absolutely. In Romans. Yeah. 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 And so, and so, and so, God, God is constantly trying to to actively do a thing in our lives. He's constantly trying to do it, but the more we resist him, the more we hear his word and decide that we don't want to do it, God just simply removes his hand. And when he passively allows it to happen, what happens is everything associated with that thing happens in your life. Saul had, dis Saul had disobeyed him. And so as he disobeys him, God removes his hand. The spirit of God leaves. Good God Almighty. And when it says an evil spirit come, watch this. The evil spirit was always present. 
Oh. Can I help you? How much time we got? We got right in. I'm going to help you. 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 I'm going to connect this. The evil, when God removes his hand, passively he allows this thing to happen. And, and whatever, whatever, whatever is a sign, if, if you speed, you get a ticket. Whatever's a sign to the deed, you get that, that, that penalty. And so God removes his hand. Here's, here's the proof. Here's the text that proves it. That was a day when the sons of God come together and Satan came also. And God asked Satan, where have you been? Satan said, I've been up and down in the earth. I've been to and fro in the earth. I've been trying to find somebody that would not yield to my temptation. And I can't find anybody. Satan said, I throw a temptation out there. They, they just fall. Satan said, I, ain't got, I, I, I can't find nobody. God said, have you considered my servant Job. Satan says, does Job trust God for nothing? Take your hand off Job and let me have him and see won't he curse you to your face. When God's hand is on us, he's actively causing things to happen in our lives. He's actively putting you in that promotion. He's actively moving you here. He's actively blessing. He's actively. But when he removes his hand passively, whatever is assigned to the wrong that we do falls into place. Say, God tells Satan, he said, go ahead. He said, I'm going to remove my hand. He said, you can, have, you, can, you can have everything. You can have it all. But you cannot. Can't kill him. Can't kill him. And, 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 so, and so when the hand of God is, is, departed, is, is, is departed from Saul, Saul begins to lose his mind. He's, he can't take it. He's, 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 he's going crazy. In today's society, we would say that he's having a mental breakdown. We, we, he would if, if, if he, would, he, would be, he would be having a mental breakdown if, if it was if it was today. And so God has passively removed his hand. He's allowed this thing to happen. Saul's Saul's spiritual protection has now been removed. Can you imagine trying to protect yourself? Can you imagine God 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 turns you over to a reprobate mind? He just moves his hand and says, "Okay, do what you want to do." Can you imagine trying to protect yourself? Can you imagine trying to protect yourself at all times, mentally, physically? This is what God does. God is protecting us mentally, physically, emotionally, spiritually, financially, relationally. You name it, God is doing. But can you imagine he removes his hand? And now you got to do that on your own. It drives us crazy when we get two, ba two bills and, a, and, and one paycheck. <laughs> We about to lose our mind. I'm like, this paycheck ain't big enough. Did he, did he kind of do that to Cain when he told, sent him out uh, to know, what was it, to be on his own and to just. Yes, yes. You know what I mean? Yes. After Cain kills Abel, yes. Yeah. He removes it, yes. 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 Absolutely. He does it also to Adam. Because then he also told him, he said he wasn't going to let nobody bother Cain, nobody touch Cain. Yeah, right, 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 yeah. right. And so even, even, in, even in God pulling back his hand, 
He still, he still, he still cares. He still cares. You still, you still have a destiny. There's still something he wants you to do. Now you might do it with broken leg and 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 and, and half an arm and, and 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 two fingers on your right hand, but you're gonna do it. He still cares. But but whatever whatever you did that disobeyed him to cause you to lose a leg and two arms and a feet. <laughs> you might have to crawl up in there and do it. <laughs> <laughs> what you what what baby <laughs> you gonna do it you gonna do it <laughs> oh I'm sorry <laughs> Peggy me Peggy remind me I'm on Facebook <laughs> <laughs> you gonna do it? Yeah, you, yeah, you might might have to do it from prison ministry, but you gonna do it? Yeah. <laughs> y'all crazy? I, can, I gotta quit teaching y'all. <laughs> so this distressing spirit, it 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 this distressing spirit from the Lord, it troubled Saul. If we were, if he was alive today, the spirit. Uh, the, this spirit would cause Saul to be diagnosed with a mental illness. However, his problem was more spiritual than mental or psychological. It was more spiritual. There are, there are many people in mental hospitals today, and they're really suffering from spiritual problems. It is wrong, however, to think that every case is a mental distress. You got you to gotta understand that there is something called chemical imbalance. And, the, and the, the, the physiological problems of today are real enough in this fallen world that we got to learn to pray for both the mental and the spiritual. Even so, there's some that certainly need liberation from a distressing spirit as Saul did. We're going to stop right now. I want you to go home and read the rest. And so what happens is Saul is so stressed and so he's so disturbed by this thing it destroys his peace and and the bible says that one of his workers comes to him and say hey what you need is you need somebody that'll come and play the harp because it'll soothe your spirit Saul said well send, do, give me somebody and the guy said hey I remember that there's a kid down in Bethlehem at Jesse's house that's a good harp player Saul said, go get him and bring him. And he brings David, who was anointed king, but had yet to sit on the throne. God got a way of moving you into position. Dare I say this, and we're going to let you go. What, what I just, what I just, uh, what I just uh, explained to you was the same thing that happened to Joseph. The king became distressed because of a dream. And the, the armor bearer said, hey, there's a guy in prison that, that has the gift of interpreting dreams. I'm sure he can interpret the dream. And King said, go get him. And, and, and he goes and gets Joseph. He brings Joseph. And next thing we know, Joseph is second in charge. He says, bring, bring David. Let him, 
Let him play. And the Bible said he brings David into the palace, into the palace, into his future palace. And David plays the harp. And mind you, David doesn't even know that he was anointed king. God, have mercy. See, God, God ain't got to tell us the whole story. Because what we learn with Joseph, what we learn with our own lives, we mess around and God tells a whole story, we will mess it up. We try to get it on our own. Isn't it ironic that he used his replacement to tease him? Yeah. <laughs> your, and your enemies yeah. shall be your footstool. Read the story. We're going we're to we're jump in, in chapter 17 next week and talk about this assignment. Uh, all throughout this whole process, what I want you to hear, what I want you to understand is as, as, God, as we allow God to make choices for us, as he chooses us, we must understand that he's preparing us all along the way. All right? It's not going to happen overnight. The change is not going to happen. It's not going to happen by yesterday. It's all in God's time. And what we have to learn how to do, we have to learn how to wait. It's interesting that God, that we never see up until later on in life, after David has been running from Saul now for a while, you find out later on that David at some points understands that he is Israel's new king. It's in God's time, not ours. It's in his time because, because we'll mess it up. It's evident. We'll mess it up. There are things that we have messed up because we messed around and peeped over and thought we knew what was going on and messed it up. But watch this. The God we serve can take our mess-ups and fix it up. Yeah. He can do it. If he'll, he'll do it like that. He'll do it like that. Let's pray. Any questions, comments before we go? Any questions, comments before we go? And <laughs> trying to tell it all night. <laughs> you better watch how you live in front of your kids, boy. Let's, let's pray. Our Father and our God, Lord, we thank you for your word on tonight. We thank you, God, that your word is real and relevant. We thank you, God, for the life of David. We thank you, God, for this calling. Lord, we thank you, Lord, for how we, we understand and we're beginning to understand that this call uh, is not always given to the swift or the strong. This call isn't always given to the first. It isn't always given to the best looking. God, when you choose us, God, you choose us according to our heart. And God, we pray, Lord, that through it all that we learn and grow, that our heart becomes a heart after your own heart. God, forgive us of our sins and our transgressions. Have your way, Lord, is our prayer. Bless those under my voice. Allow them safe passage home. Bless those that are online and streaming. Allow them, oh God, a sweet rest tonight. Allow us to wake up tomorrow with glory and praise on our lips. It's in the mighty name of Jesus that we pray and we ask it all. Amen and thank God. Amen. Don't forget, y'all, that on this coming Sunday we're wearing pants.